When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Creators Outlet. Please subscribe, comment, and share. And for our podcast listeners, please join us over at Creators Outlet on YouTube so you can see all the cool images of all the stuff that you have no idea what we're talking about because we're looking at pictures and you're not. Welcome back, Matt Knowles and Steph Kenyon to the show. Hello. Hello man. What's going on? How are you? We are busy. <laughs> <laughs> Doing great, man. Doing great. Yeah. Like she said, we are freaking busy, but you know what? Never too busy to, to uh, not have time to stop over and talk to you, man. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Human Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment, action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So uh, we were talking a little bit backstage. I'm, I'm reading. I, I got everything from Isildur and, and beyond in the in the last campaign. I've I've put uh, I've put the uh, the main cover aside. So when I finish, I can actually read the last chapter. The uh, the the special the special edition yes. uh, the homage to uh, to your friend. Uh, went, in yes, a, yes. went in a went in a box with all my indie. I've got like a big giant magazine box that's nothing but you know indie and crowdfunded books. So, and it sounds good to me. Whatever you, however you want to read it, is good as long as you, as long you know, as you're partaking, man. You know, I'm I'm partaking, uh, and uh, I, that's 
both of those trades, uh, Captain Harlock, the classics volume one hardcover and uh, a couple of, a couple of newer floppies that I was ch checking out. One was from uh, Ryland Grant uh, are on the left side of my bed. So yeah, I have something to read. I will have, uh, I I've been out without, without a recliner for over two months now, which is usually my, my reading spot. Aww. Did you just say, did you just say we're your bedtime reading? <laughs> not Ooh. that kind of bedtime reading. No, not that kind of bedtime reading. Uh, <laughs> That's the thing. My two-read file is I'm, my I'm either, I'm either, very, very long and just keeps growing of you know books and and comics from. Well, that was my reading. problem. Is I had a I had an end table next to my my old recliner, and there were like four stacks of comics, and they just kept getting higher and higher. To the fact that I forgot anything that was underneath, I had to go through the entire stacks <laughs> and move everything. Yep. Uh, but without the recliner, I I either had the wheelchair or I'm back in bed. So I do I do what I have to do, uh, work wise on the computer, and you know come out and have breakfast and lunch. And the rest of the time, I'm just been chilling in bed. But my new recliner is coming Thursday, so oh good. Well, there you go. A, a brand new one, and hey, I didn't pay for it, so it's even better. I hey can't can't uh. Can't fight against free. So, tell us what is happening with this new project, the Misfits Clubhouse. So, Misfits Clubhouse is a very big step to to the left or to the right for us. But then again, if you know us well, you know it's a step that you would have expected us to take a long time ago. Um, we do steampunk and medieval fantasy and death metal. We do all kinds of stuff like that. But Steph and I, at heart, one of the things that made us start to work together is we both are completely silly individuals. We both are like, how silly can we get? How much can we laugh? And one thing we did not have in our arsenal was something where we could just be like, you know what, where can we have a silly outlet? Where can we have an outlet that just allows us to tell silly little one-off stories, one-shot stories, and that's basically what Misfits Clubhouse is. Uh, you know, the, the the catchphrase that we have on the Kickstarter campaign is uh, if Gravity Falls, Wreck-It Ralph and the Fairly Odd Parents were neighbors on a cul-de-sac, the Misfits Clubhouse will be right next door. We're not saying that this is going to be like a carbon copy of any of those. But if you're somebody that's into those, I mean, Wreck-It Ralph is a darn good movie. That's a fun movie. There's actually some good depth to it. But, um, you know, you don't have to feel like you're going to be weighed down by all of life's troubles when you watch Wreck-It Ralph or when you watch those things, that's kind of how Misfits Clubhouse is. Yeah, it's uh, it looks like you're putting the fun button back in funny books. So not not everything has to be, you know, an, an epic, you know, 10-year tale of anything. You can just you can just have something enjoyable. Well, one of the things that we have said often, and when we first decided to actually form an LLC, we said we're going to be called Insymmetry Creations. We're not going to be Insymmetry Comics or Insymmetry Steampunk or anything that is going to back us into a corner where we are beholden to one genre, one thing, one creative outlet. We want to be able to produce whatever we want to produce and whenever it makes sense. So, um, yeah, it's it's we always want to have fun and we still feel like even with heirs of Isildur and tales from nocturne those are still fun titles even though they might deal with heavier subject matter but one of the 
the uh, common themes that we would get when we would have, when we would be at a show and we would have a parent come up with their, with their kit, they would say, um, what, what do you have for them? And we'd say, well, these titles work, but you know, this is more, you know, you heirs doesn't have a single curse word in the entire series. We say it's more YA just because it deals with a little bit more heavier subject matter or just something that might go over a younger kid's head. We want to be able to have something at the table that's that a parent and their kid and their 90 year old, the 90 year old grandmother, all three could enjoy all the same. And so that's why we decided to do Misfits Clubhouse. And it is doing quite well. It's doing well, yeah. Um, we there, there's always there's always the better. Yes, yes. But you're um, our, you're at the very beginning of it now, so this is our this is our sixth campaign, and we have steadily increased with each one we've done. So this we knew that this was going to be a little bit different. This isn't our big, huge, crazy, you know, leather dragon mass and vinyl and metal, and this is this is a little bit of a different departure than what we're normally doing. So we've had to kind of get acclimated to that a little bit, but um, that doesn't mean that it's not fun. Doesn't mean that we don't have fun offerings, which we'll talk about tonight, I'm sure. But yeah, we're doing well and we've really appreciated the the support and people seem excited. So that's always good. This, uh, this image reminds me that I saw this video over the weekend where this guy took and made a custom wagon but it's a drivable wagon nice. it is a full size it's it's a it's a radio flyer and it's got the whole thing on it and the very back of it has this the drop down staircase and it's it's completely open so it's complete convertible it even has the the pull handle at the front you can actually oh, lower it awesome. down and put it back <laughs> up and it, it's kind of like uh, a giant banana buggy from the banana splits, but it's a oh radio flyer wagon. <laughs> and I'm like, that's awesome. Yes. I go, I want one. I can't drive anymore, but I still want one. <laughs> yeah. One of the things about this image, that's uh, an image that uh, we, our main artist Raheel Mosin drew uh, at the request of uh, Richard Rivera, who is the editor and, and uh, our, our main contact at, uh, at Scout Comics, uh, Scoot, the Scoot imprint. Um, Richard, you, he really wanted something that just showed, you know, what's the way we can show just the fun, the wagon image, um, of, of our kids in the, in the wagon. And you see that there's, you know, Mickey and Stig and then fairy and sloth who is or a ferret and a sloth, you know, so right off the bat, you know, that this is not your typical fair. If, uh, if two of the kids in the wagon are a ferret and a sloth, but it really shows everything in that you see that they're having fun. You see their flat, you see their wagon, you see their, their clubhouse in the background up in the tree in the back of Mickey's backyard. And you get, you just, you can feel the, the, the fun that's happening with these kids. And you know that, Hey, if, if their wagon is going to be taking them to the moon, you know, what, what else is going to happen with these guys? Yeah. It's so it's something different. I, I remember, uh, Steph, you had, you had another project with Scoot, uh, not too long ago, didn't you? Well, we, uh, so the way that it worked was Scoot has an all ages, uh, kind of like a magazine style that they're doing called Frontiers. And the mm -hmm. very first issue of that came out in August. And Misfits Clubhouse, the very first story of Misfits Clubhouse was in that. And we're going oh, okay. to um, kind of continue on. But that was, yeah, that was Matt and I's, you know, first, first um, uh, avenue into uh, the world of Scoot. 
But yeah, so uh, Frontiers is, uh, if anybody's familiar with Highlights for Kids, when you were a kid, if you read that, it's, it's, it's similar to that in style that there's a bunch of short stories from different creators. And then there are puzzles and games, um, you know, cross, crossword puzzles, word searches. There's just different activities for kids to do. It's a little bit bigger size than, than a standard comic. Uh, and the response so far has been really great with Frontiers. So we're really, yeah. really excited to be a part of that. And the response was actually so good from Frontiers that we sat down and said, you know what, even though we know we're, we're intending on being in Frontiers and, and each one of the uh, issues, because that's going to be a periodical that's going to happen three to four times a year. Uh, we knew that Misfits Clubhouse needed to have its own standalone issue as soon as possible because there was enough positive feedback from it that we need to be able to have it on it, have its own logo on a front cover of, of a comic so people can have it out there and, and hold, the, hold just Misfits Clubhouse in their hands. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling even older now with the <laughs> reference to highlights. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Me too. I guess I'm, I'm looking around, <laughs> feeling like I was in my pediatrician's office again. Yeah, like, uh. yeah well, exactly. I, 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 like to, I like to say if Mad Magazine was all ages. So like if Highlights for Kids or Mad Magazine, which every one of us still reads Mad Magazine from time to time, mm -hmm. that that's kind of where we where I would put Frontiers in, where there's a lot of you know, it goes anywhere from entry level reading up to some YA titles yeah. that are in there as well. Oh, yeah. yep. um, so there, there's a whole a whole um, smorgasbord of uh, different titles that are in that Frontiers for Kids. And uh, I, I, I saw because I've, I've gotten a couple of the scout boxes and uh, uh, I have not won anything in the scout boxes except what I have paid for. But uh I have noticed that the, the their regular scoot titles are actually cheaper than their regular books. Yeah, one of the things that uh, they do with scoot is they make sure if it's an ongoing series, they have the ongoing series as a dollar ninety nine to to get into the title. Then they have graphic novels after that. Mm -hmm. um, if it's a if it is a title that's got one shots where it's just one shots that are coming out then it's $3.99 for those, um, those one shots. But yeah, they want to make it affordable so that that way, you know, kids can get, or comics can get into kids' hands. I know with uh, Frontiers, it's a $10 magazine, but it's a 72-page full-size magazine style. So that's why it's it's a higher price. Yeah. But um, yeah, they, they try to make sure that the, the Scoot titles um, are going to be more affordable to be able to get that title into somebody's hands so they can see if they like it and see if they uh, they want to continue on with that, with that IP. Yeah, because I don't I don't know many young kids that have, you know, ten dollars for a title to to walk into like, you know, their local comic shop. I'm like, yeah. you know, it's man, I miss the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I could say too, one of the things that one of the ways that we look at Misfits Clubhouse uh, to build on what you just said is we don't ever want somebody to look at it and go, oh, that thing is literally just for kids. If I'm older than eight years old, then then it's it's below my my reading level or my comprehension level or my ability to be able to escape into the title. Um, we say it's designed so everybody can enjoy it. It's not going to be too highbrow where a little kid's not going to understand it, but it's not going to be so dumbed down that a adult is going to look at it and be like, yeah, well, that's that's below me. That's Blue's Clues or any of that kind of nonsense. We We definitely it's an animated story that anybody can get into before we got on. We talked about Wreck-It Ralph. We talked about fairly odd parents. We talked about gravity falls, but if you look at the animated um, movies like toy story or uh, Wreck-It Ralph, those things are enjoyed by kids and adults alike. I mean, adults 
nowadays want to go back into their childhood and, and watch those those movies like Toy Story and um, and Wreck-It Ralph and things like that. We want to make sure that that they feel like there is a connection there to them, just like the kid is going to feel there's a connection as well. Yeah, it's it's almost like the uh, the Looney Tunes mo montage where when we were younger, they were hilarious. And when we got older, they were still hilarious, but we got more of the jokes. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So it's got something for everybody. Absolutely right. And for, for us with this, it's not so much like there's not going to be like double entons and things like that. It's more so um, you could understand the spirit behind it. Like, for instance, um, in issue number one of Misfits Clubhouse, the, the main arc story, there's going to be two stories in it, but the main arc story that's in there is called Pinball Madness. And the kids are upset because they can't go outside and play because there's a big lightning storm outside. And the dad's like, hey, you want to, uh, you know, you kids want to go into the garage. We can look at some of the stuff that's in there. So my old collectibles. And one of the things he has in there is a pinball machine. And as an adult, most of us can remember a time where we would go to the arcade and we would play the games or we would, you know, somebody someplace, a pizza parlor would have a, a pinball machine in there and you go play it. So right off the bat, there's going to be a connection there. Um, you know, I, I love pinball. I mean, I'm not going to say that I'm like the world's biggest expert on pinball, but I definitely have played a lot. I, um, one of my favorite arcade games ever is Bride of Pinbot uh, because it was one of the first games in the heyday in the late 80s, early 90s, where you actually saw a pinball machine react like a video game would, where there was actually a whole section in the top of Bride of Pinbot where once you, you escalated it level in the game, the whole top of the machine would turn like a cube and bring a different version of the play table up there. And I'm like, that, I thought that was really cool that they were able to do that. And so we wanted to bring some of that fun into the issue where an adult's going to relate and be like, yeah, man, I remember the back in the day when I'd go back and play pinball and man, I wish I had a pinball machine in my, in my garage like that dude does. So um, yeah, like I said, that's, that's kind of where we uh, try to merge the two worlds together there. Yeah, that just makes me think that, oh, yeah, my cousin's husband has a pinball machine in their basement. Drat. <laughs> <sighs> it's a, he's a big NASCAR fan, so it's a, it's a NASCAR, uh, it's a NASCAR uh, pinball machine. But uh, and he brought it back to life because it was, uh, you know, damaged and dilapidated. So he, he had restored it over like the last like 10 years or so. I tell you, if anybody ever wanted to just be like the super nicest person in the world, they wanted to buy me a bride of pinbot, I wouldn't turn it down. I don't know where the heck I'd put it, but you know, uh, <laughs> I sure as heck do not have eight thousand dollars to, you know, to go buy a bride of pinbot. But <laughs> well, Christmas is coming. Uh, Matt would love a bride of pinbot yeah. right after right after you pledge to Misfits Club. That's that's exactly that's, that's right. That's what I'm saying I like that. I love it. <laughs> Or you could pledge $8,000 to the campaign, and that way Matt doesn't have to worry about where to put a pinball machine. Yeah, we definitely would not say no to that as well. <laughs> you just have to put in the liner for pinball machine only, because I don't know if I'd be able to uh, slide that past stuff and be like, hey, we got to take this money from the campaign and buy a pinball machine for me. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think that would work. But right now... Uh, You've got a, a goal set of 3,000, and you're already at 2477 with 18 days to go and uh, 45 backers. Yeah, like I said, it's running a little different than our other campaigns would, but we knew that going in. When you've got a fan base that's been developed over years, 
where you've got, we said steampunk and time travel and, and medieval. And, you know, we just did the metal albums as you, as you well know. Mm -hmm. Um, And Steph being a horror writer herself and doing, uh, you know, reviews in the horror movie world. There's not a lot of bleed over. There's not a lot of, of, uh, you know, bridging from those into what this kind of title is Um, on the surface. We think that the title can stand right beside heirs and nocturnia without any issue. Uh, But it's not like you're going to have to go, yeah, man, that's cool. There's killing and death and swords and dragons and blah. You know, there's not that. So it's a different kind of energy for a title like this. Yeah, it it, it looks like a lot of fun. Uh, apparently, uh, when I was eight, I had hair kind of like Stig. <laughs> you know, completely out of control, going wherever it wanted. And uh, except mine was red, but uh and and now uh, it is non-existent. But oddly enough, and it wasn't even on purpose. It just sort of wound up that way. Uh, almost all the characters have some sort of distinctive feature with their hair, but that wasn't intentionally planned ahead of time. The only character that we knew that we were going to uh, do anything particular with their hair was Miki. We knew that she was going to have big, crazy, curly hair. Um, no idea where the concept for curly hair came from, but, <laughs> uh, but Stig's hair, we just thought, you know, we want to give him a little bit of, you know, that was sort of a, a like an amalgamation of our thoughts and Raheel's thoughts. And then somewhere along the line, when we were con- concepting out sloth, Matt said, you know, we were looking at pics of sloths and some of them, the way that their fur would, would be, it almost looked like they had like a little bowl cut. And so we said, well, it'll be hilarious if we give sloth a bowl cut and uh sloth's proud of that bowl cut loves his hair haircut so um (laughs) so there's that so yeah and then we have fairy so fairy is almost always in a a hoodie so he could have distinctive hair and maybe we just don't even know because it's just hidden underneath that hoodie but um but yeah that's his that's his kind of trademark thing is he's he's uh he's always in that that little red hoodie and um yeah, and those those are character descriptions that go over just, you know, just gives you a little bit of idea of who these kids are and and what they're all about. And like we said earlier, two two of their friends are a ferret and a sloth. And you there's never any discussion about the fact that they're animals, that they're different than the kids. They're all just friends that hang out in this world that's completely normal. The parents know fairy and sloth. There's no, oh, what are, what are you guys doing with these animals following you around? Uh, nothing like that. They're just their friends in the neighborhood, and that's we just leave it at that. Kind of like Charlie Brown and Snoopy, or uh, Mickey yeah. Mouse and and uh, Goofy. You know, what I'm saying it. It is what mm-hmm. it is. My LCS used to have a a pet net uh, ferret for uh, for a mascot years ago. It was funny too because when we were first concepting out this idea, we said, "Okay, what what kind of silly animals? You know, we didn't want them to just have a dog or a cat, which you know we." We're animal lovers, but we wanted something a little bit different. And uh, we just we just said the first two that came to he's Matt yeah. said, "What's the first animal that comes to your comes to mind?" And so I said, yeah. "Ferret," and he said, "Sloth," and that was that was what was we it. went with. That was, that was probably one of the easiest story decisions we've ever made because I was just like, yeah. "Quick, what's the silliest animal you can think of?" She's like, "Uh, ferret." I was like, "Good, we have a ferret in this story. Let's go with it." And it's we never looked back. And you said sloth because you wanted an animal you could easily catch. I'm you what, <laughs> yeah. That's right. I, I think I think sloth sloths just have that 
that certain kind of personality that are just so easy to be able to, there's always got to be someone that's the comic relief and they always can play that kind of Ophi kind of character. But with, with our sloth, he's a very intelligent person. He's just not very confident in his abilities. If he has to do anything besides think, because he's not fast. He's just the typical sloth. So there's times he has to, you know, kind of step out of his comfort zone and, uh, and try a little bit more than, than what he normally would in his, uh, in his methodical ways. And, uh, you know, we get to have some fun, get to have some fun with him when it comes to uh, putting him in some uh, ridiculous situations like that. So then of course you have the clubhouse, which is where they, they go to meet uh, every day. Um, it's in Mickey's backyard and that is their hangout spot. That's, that's where they congregate. And um, in this particular story, oddly enough, they can't go into the clubhouse because it's raining and it's storming, as Matt mentioned earlier. Uh, uh, so they they have to think outside the box, uh, literally and figuratively, to come up with something fun to do for the day. But the clubhouse is obviously with the title Misfits Clubhouse. The clubhouse is a central location for these kids, but won't be the only location for them. Especially while it's raining out. Yes. So there's a couple of pages from the story. And... Um, one of the things that we like to say, you know, to, to these kids, you know, in life, we know we're like, hey, you know, you need to calm down a little bit. Don't make such a big deal about everything. To them, we take it and go the opposite, the absolute opposite way. Remember when you were a kid, everything was such a big deal. And if yeah. you look at that, the first panel on that page, there's lightning outside, it's raining, and they are just wailing. It's the end like, of the world. Like, <laughs> it is the end of the world. Oh, crumbums. I wanted to play in the clubhouse so bad. You know, just wanted to, uh, make it be such a big deal. But we go from them having that nice discussion with uh, Miki's dad over to uh, the intergalactic space worm. That's a little bit later on in the, uh, in the story. And, you know, you have to be able to read the issue to be able to find out how they go from that, to be able to uh, try to save themselves from the, uh, the clutches and the guts and the innards of the, uh, the intergalactic space worm there. But uh, the intergalactic space worm just automatically makes me think of the trash compactor scene from Star Wars. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the fun thing was, was we were talking with Raheel about it, and we, we started talking about this idea for the space worm, and, and um, I think we were all trying to get on the same page for what we were imagining, and I said, well, think Dune or Star Wars, <laughs> and so once, once I said that, it was like, done deal for Raheel, he knew exactly we were on the same page, we were thinking the same thing. Well, and the thing, too, that's been really neat with Raheel, because Raheel's in India, mm -hmm. and one of the things that was neat was there are things culturally that we take for granted that we just expect that everyone across the planet has had the same cultural experiences. And when we presented this story to Raheel, he was like, you know, guys, I've never really played pinball before. It's just not a thing where he's at. And so we had to go back to square one and educate him on the play table and bumpers and flippers and, and, you know, extra players and things like that, extra balls. And um, so it was neat seeing him take our interpretation of what we were trying to tell him and him say, okay, I hear what these guys want. What do I see? What would make that fun? So it was almost like he was seeing the pinball machine through his own mind, his own childlike mind's eye. So when he was drawing it, it really was inspired by his, uh, his basic understanding of the things we were telling him. 
Well, and it was fun too, because we, right around the time that we were first doing the first bit of art for this, uh, we had a comic show in, in a mall. And um, in this mall, there was like one area of it that was real, like just all kinds of entertainment stuff. There was a movie theater and there was an arcade. It was like an arcade in a bar type of thing. And so after the show, we went there, ate, and then we walked through the arcade and there was about five or so pinball machines and we actually played them and took video of them, of us playing them. And then videos like centered on the actual pinball machine. And we sent them to Raheel. And we thought, you know what? This is this is absolutely necessary for work right now. We have to do right. this. Business <laughs> and trip. it was like, how many people can say they had to play pinball machines for their, you know, for what they're doing? <laughs> so it was tough, but we managed. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a movie theater that I used to go to. Uh by the uh in the in the mall what used to be a mall uh yeah member malls uh, yeah exactly uh, um i used to my friends and i used to hang out there and you know get yelled at because one of us would take off without the other ones being in the car and they'd hop on the roof of the camaro and uh <laughs> it would just so happen that you know the, the local constabulary would, would be pulling up behind you with lights on as you tried to pull up and do this stupid thing uh, but they had they had rebuilt they rebuilt uh, the theater where it used to be got demolished, and they built like a brand new one is very a real nice one, and they ended up adding like a small arcade, a bowling alley, a small bowling alley, uh, and a bar uh, specifically, I guess you know for us dads and uh, <laughs> and and the moms too because you know moms because <laughs> you know stress is stress. And, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, so kids, you go bowl. We'll be watching you. Yeah, from mom and here. dad are gonna go watch from afar. <laughs> and uh, I had a good time. I used to, when my daughter was little, I used to take her there all the time. And uh, it, and she keeps reminding me that I'm not eight anymore. And I go, I know. Yeah. I can get my license in four years. Stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> But this is uh, this is this is pretty cool because I, I backed another campaign uh, a few months ago uh, that was called Cookies and Scream that is reminiscent of this, where it's kind of like an all ages thing, and it was kind of like Girl Scouts but not the Girl Scouts, but they still had like the cookie oh, drive, you know, you know the infamous cookie sale drive. Yes, and uh, this girl had had. Uh, a very peculiar pet and uh she got the worst route out of all of them where she had to sell <laughs> her cookies on the wrong side of the track where you know all the werewolves and monsters and ghosts live so the name of the title was cookies and scream and it was, I it love was that's, that's awesome that's it was awesome. it was <laughs> it, was, it was something like this it was something my daughter wanted so i i uh i got it because she's she's doing her art and now uh, is telling me you should really get me the best iPad for my Wacom tablet. Hi, I'm like, yeah. you have a Wacom tablet? She's like, <laughs> uh huh. I'm like, oh dear. Well, if you scroll back up a little bit, this issue actually does have two different stories in it. The second one, which is going to be shorter, but it's going to be the second story. It's called Dress Up, Mess Up. Oh, cool. And uh, seasonally appropriate. Seasonally appropriate, but it's the kind of thing that, you know, for people like us, you know, dressing up happens all year round. So we don't really care if it's October or March. 
you know, we, we dress up every time we do a show. So, you know, that's part of, part of our day, our daily routine, but, um, dress, excuse me, dress up mess up is where in this issue, people have a chance to get drawn in. We've actually had about half of those tiers taken so far. Nice. And, um, it obviously takes place at Halloween and, um, the kids are super stoked about being able to go out there and dress up. One of the friends, um, is feeling a little, but little like that, that, that area where like, you know, am I too old to be dressing up for Halloween? And, and uh, the kids have to try and convince him to, that it's okay to, to, you know, still, you know, go out there and have fun like that. But uh, we have some fun ideas for how we are going to incorporate uh, the real world human beings involved in the, uh, into that dress up mess up story. Um, anyone that has seen what we've done when it comes to drawing people in, we've done it all the way back to uh, 2018 with uh, heirs of a sealed or issue seven. We had, uh, we just had the anniversary of that issue actually being released um, the other day. And, um, you know, there was like 30 people drawn into that issue, but we just did that for fun. Since then, it's been a, a monetized thing through our Kickstarter campaigns, mm -hmm. uh, an incentive item. But, um, you know, we're going to have fun with it. And people know when uh, when they, you know, get drawn into our comics that there's we're going to have some fun with it. And it's not just going to be a normal cameo in the background um, unless we tell you that. Otherwise, be ready because we're going to do something silly to you and uh, you're going to enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, well, then, you know, you need to figure it out because it's going to be fun. You need to go back to the bar <laughs> and read it again because it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> so some of the uh, fun stuff that we're including, uh, we've got we've got uh, three different covers this time around that we are doing. Yeah, the first cover there is uh, the Alien Guard cover. That is uh, by our main artist, Raheel Mosin. And as you can see, you have a uh, what looks like it could be a, a cylindrical uh, spaceship that an alien is in. And he's got his little grabbers that are out there going after our kids in their spacesuits. Um, why the uh, alien's uh, ship is cylindrical, you could probably put two and two together because it is inside a pinball machine. Um, I'm going to skip over to cover C first. Cover C is another image by Raheel, which we, we saw earlier as the main image for the campaign. That's the To the Moon cover where, you know, the imagination is endless and the kids are, uh, you know, taking their wagon up to the moon. Uh, great image, one that we've actually got some posters made of that as well that we've had uh, at live appearances as well. Um, and that cover in the middle, um, Time Warp, is done by a absolute and total phenom. Not sure if in those scout boxes you've gotten, if you've gotten a copy of uh, Soulstream in there yet. But uh, Soulstream uh, was written by Seda Wolf. She wrote it when she was 13 years old. She signed to Scout when she was 15 and is um, has already released a graphic novel. And we did a show with her in D.C. and her, her personality, her art style. There, there you go. go. I've there got the go. card. Nice. Yes. So, it, so, this was in uh, with issue two. They put a they put yeah. a couple of cards in and I got, yeah. I got that. And uh, it was in the same box that they did the, uh, the hollow foil uh, steak cover. Yes. Oh, so, yeah. so, so Seda is the, the writer artist to do everything for Soulstream, And uh, we contacted her and got her to do that uh, variant cover for us. And we thought it came out great. We call it time work because the kids are a little bit older in her version than what they know they are in the comic. But that also makes it where they're consistent. It's a mashup of Soulstream art and age group and our and our kids. So, you know, we thought that that was a really a really cool mashup that she did there. And uh, and if you scroll down just a little bit, we can't tell you a whole lot about it yet. 
but we do have a secret cover that's going to be involved in this campaign. Um, who's it by? What's it of? Uh, one thing we can say, we just revealed this to our, our backers, our current backers, a couple of hours ago. But we can reveal the name of the secret cover is Down the Drain. So we've got Alien Guard, Time Warp, To the Moon, and then the secret cover is called Down the Drain. Uh, we will be revealing who the artist of that is. It's an artist we've never worked with before. Um, and uh, we'll be then revealing the cover after that. But it is a super fun cover and probably one of the uh, one of the funnest covers we've ever done. One of the funnest covers we've ever had. And so we can't wait to be able to uh, show people that cover. They're just going to have to wait just a little bit longer to be able to, to uh, feast their eyeballs on that cover. Secrets, secrets, always secrets with you guys. We, we and stickers, people on stickers. Their, on their sticker sheet, as Matt uh, has has coined, which I will never be able to say fast nor slow, is the super sweet sticker sheet. You just said it slow. You did it. I had to pause because there's no way. When, when, he, when he said that, I thought, I have to go on podcasts and say this thing, and I'm going to mess up every time and look like an idiot. <laughs> but well, just, just, just say it with a little lisp. Go, it's just super sweet sticker that's sheet. That's the thing there, the thing there that I just said with a bunch of S's. That's uh, the die-cut stickers of all our characters. Um, just a, It's a fun fun little addition that we the, the are. Thing and the thing and the, the sticky. Yeah, and the, the thing yeah. the thing. You know, the thing. You guys know. You, you thing. guys got it. You see it there. <laughs> yeah stickers <laughs> but the really fun sticker but, chic but uh we also have because who doesn't like silly socks i love crazy i don't wear normal socks ever um except for when i run but yeah i i've got crazy silly socks of all kinds and so we thought well that would be kind of fun we can't do dragon mask this time we're not doing vinyl this time but we've got to have that one kind of cool fun item that people go that's unique and different i don't see that in a lot of uh campaigns so we've got the socks and these are these the vendor that is doing these for us these are not uh dye sublimated these are they're not going to feel like you're wearing cardboard on your feet there's a nice soft uh comfortable socks with our characters on them cool i used to i used to get like lots of socks in like the uh like the monthly mystery boxes yeah the loot crates like yep. the loot crates yeah i i have like a 64 whatchamacallit size bin <laughs> that's full of nothing but all my crap from loot crates for oh like yeah i know four years yeah. That's I'm the like, problem is you get a couple of really cool things and a few things in it where you're like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this, but okay. <laughs> well, I went through because my, my daughter is always in need of socks. Uh, you know, she is the sock monster. She takes them off and throws them someplace and they kind of walk off on their own. So last year I had saved up all the socks from like three years of loot crates and a couple other mystery boxes. And she got like this big giant thing of socks. Here, here you go. Here's socks. So she got like Star Wars socks and Deadpool socks and uh, Wonder Woman socks and you know what, whatever they had in there. I'm like, here you go. Here's socks. And yeah. of course, you know. So uh, yeah, these 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 are cool because I I see like a lot of people like them. Uh, me, I have big giant feet, so. Uh, None, none of the socks fit me because I'm like in a size 16 shoe. So, holy crap! Yeah, well, I'm. A, I definitely am not going to be able to guarantee that a size 16 <laughs> is going to work for that. But you know what? You never know. You never know. But you know, they will. They will. They will work for my daughters, and uh, and 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 she will love them because uh, 
they have cute little characters on them and animals. And she's in yeah. she's she's in the animal drawing phase right now. Awesome. Yeah, we're going to have some prototypes of those done so that way, because obviously you can tell that's just the, you know, artist rendition of what they're going to be. Mm -hmm. We're going to have some prototypes of those done so that that way uh, we can act, hopefully by the end of the campaign, we can show people what they look like. If we can't, then we go from there. But we're going to do the best that we can. And it's the silly version of you guys. Yeah, which is the normal version of us, really. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> we told Raheel when he when he did these, we said because if anybody's seen us at shows in the, over the last probably year and a half or two years, we have slowly transitioned what we wear at shows to making sure that we are twinning, we are matching in some crazy odd way. Matt likes to say it's because you can't tell us apart. Um, so we said, you know, draw us, draw us however you want, as crazy as you want, but we've got to have matching clothes, and so. Raheel went with the uh, purple pants and the mustard yellow spats. <laughs> that's what. Yeah, I was like, come on, man. I'm oh, like, and clown gonna... shoes for me, too. Clown shoes. Yeah, Steph got clown shoes. <laughs> Speaking of Steph's big feet. feet. Steph's feet are actually bigger than mine, which is absolutely hilarious in this art. This uh, In the art, the art. not oh, in okay. the art. Oh, okay. I was going to say. In the art. Good in the Lord. Art, in the art. <laughs> Don't My start bad. spreading rumors. <laughs> in the art, her feet are bigger than the mine, art. which is hilarious. If I had bigger feet than I, I've Matt, got this image of you running marathons and clown to, shoes. <laughs> that would be very weird. <laughs> and then, of course, there we've got Raheel and uh, Richard uh, there along with us. Nice. And, of course, all the links to follow you guys are at yes. the very bottom. I, of course, already know all of those by well thank you i i will because i i've hit one of those at multiple times being like hey matt what's going on with the album uh how far behind is it, is it, yeah. is it? it's like uh, <laughs> let me tell you is, is it on you. one of those five thousand ships stuck off the port of la well, well so let me so let me tell you as odd as it may sound our albums have nothing to do with what's going on on the port in la what it has to do with is the fact that the worldwide vinyl production market is just so incredibly behind mm -hmm. that they get themselves behind every day. And I don't understand how they get more behind, but like when we ordered our vinyl, it was a three to four months in the, you know, that's how long it was going to take. Now it's like six to eight months. Yeah. Absolutely nothing we can do about it. There has been some, infuriating delays because they're just so far behind but we knew going in that there was going to be a delay we thought for sure that we'd have it by november but that's why we've kept people up to speed on the in our emails and on the campaign updates that hey you know what the the production plants are just farther behind than uh than what they had thought what they had quoted us originally and so and we, it's not just our vendor i collect vinyl uh movie soundtracks and i just today got one in the mail that I've been waiting on that was supposed to be like late summer. And it was the same kind of deal. I would get an email. They were great. They were, that wasn't their fault either. Um, but they, you know, I was getting emails, you know, okay, it's, it's now end of August. Now it's September. Now it's October. Um, so that was kind of in a, in an odd way made me feel better because then I knew, okay, you know, it's, if this is happening to me on a, one that I ordered personally, we just did, that's what we have to tell people. It's just, it's, it doesn't well, matter see, who now, we would have Now we know from. that it's Steph's fault because she's ordering her soundtracks and, and that's bogging, true, up, yeah. bogging up the <laughs> It's all are my you, uh, Come on. Are you, are you one of those, uh, those, <laughs> those people that 
wait for Mojo to drop a new a new release on their uh, newsletter? Yes, it's Mondo's. Yeah, Mondo. Yeah, I, Mondo. I, yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I'm there on the drop on Wednesdays when they when they when it's one that I really want. I don't get them all, but yeah, it's I'm that's absolutely me. I have I have ordered a few from them. Um, you know, being being a former DJ for like 30 years before all of this, and then I, you know, became a, a this. Uh, vinyl has never gone out of style, as far as I'm concerned. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, because everybody's like, well, I'm a DJ too. Okay, well, here's my 1200s and here's some vinyl. <laughs> what do you do? What? A what? Huh? Go, that's a turntable. These are platters. You put them on it and play it. Do you know how to do that? No, I just use, I go, yes, you just use your iPod. Go away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have. No speaking voice here. I'm sorry. Uh, but I've noticed because uh, another uh, another shop and another uh, comic shop that I deal with in Mass, um, he goes to like the local flea market all the time uh, and they set up tables for their for their shop there once in a while. And he goes there and every weekend he's coming back with like 10 or 15 vinyl hunts. Yeah. And Another another big one I saw was uh, Black Wax Cafe. I'm seeing ads for them like in my rotation, you know, because I said vinyl like three weeks ago. So you know, oh yeah, Alexa yep. told Face Facebook, and Facebook said, "Oh, we've already stolen his information. Here you go." And they put it in there. And then I started looking through stuff, and then I started seeing where where uh, like Walmart and Target were carrying specialty yep. vinyl. They and I'm absolutely like, do. Yep. I'm like, does this mean I got to buy my kid an album player? You know? <laughs> yeah, I actually well, did that for my daughter. And and yeah, she's been getting some vinyl too. So it's all, it just all comes back around. That's that's what's cool about it. I think it's well, cool. Well, the, th the, thing, the thing is too, one of the problems is that vinyl is a very, and we talked about this the last time we were here, is that vinyl is a very manual process to make anything that's not just the typical black records. Yeah. And when vinyl started to become lesser of a of a medium back in the day nobody was like hey let's go make hundred thousand dollar vinyl pressing machines anymore so now that you've had the explosion in the last five years last four years of of the splatter vinyls and different things like that and the the demand has far exceeded the the ability for them to yeah. produce them or for them to even just get machinery made to be able to produce them. So that's why we're seeing the, the big, uh, you know, demand far exceeding what the, uh, the manufacturers are able to produce right now. So that's why even on the last campaign, we put the two different, um, the two different release dates um, on there. Hey, if you're getting the comic or you're getting um, the CD or any of those things, we'll have it out to you in August, which we did. Um, the vinyls are going to be November, which, now we're hoping to have the test pressings at the beginning of November and sometime in January, hopefully is when we're going to have the records. Um, but to be honest, that's also part of the reason why we're doing the Misfits Clubhouse Kickstarter now, because we could have gone right into the Perilous Prospects um, for heirs if we wanted to, but we saw what was coming down the pike and we decided that flipping these campaigns and doing uh, Misfits Clubhouse now and then the Perilous Prospects um, at the turn of the year would be the, the better way to go about things. And uh, one thing we can tell you about the Perilous Prospect is that it is coming out 
outstanding. It is the art is out of control. Good. Uh, really, really, really good. And uh, we are super stoked to be able to get to that. So when we're done with this campaign, you're probably going to see a lot about, uh, about the perilous prospects because it's, it's coming out so well. We're finally glad to be able to, uh, to get to that part of the overall story in the, in the air's universe. But first we want to get this campaign funded. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad you flipped them. Cause that way, you know, everybody can get their, get their vinyl in hand before the yep. next part of that campaign comes. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah. I, I might be caught up on the reading by then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we wanted to make sure that we, we want to do it right. And we hate having a delay of any kind that is, even if it is out of our control, but people have been understanding. I mean, you could Google, <laughs> you know, vinyl delays and find out, oh, you know, yeah. read, read, read stuff about it. So it's not like we're, we're making it up or anything, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, but before all that, we have this awesome campaign with these great stories, and we have a lot more fun stories with the Misfits. So you're going to be seeing a lot more of the Misfits, and um, who knows what the future holds with where exactly they'll be and and in what versions. But um, for sure right now, we know that this issue is going to come out. We are going to um, have, I, I, as far as we know, a quick turnaround with it. And um, and then, of course, you're going to be seeing them in Frontiers uh, peri periodically uh, three, four times a year. With That's the goal. That's the goal. Nice. That would be uh, that would be really cool to uh, have like a quarterly publication like that. Yeah, I think it's a great idea what they're doing and the response so far with it. Uh, just with the first issue that came out of Frontiers has been really great. And uh, I think it's cool. It, it gives kids a chance to read get into comics, but then they have little fun activities to do as well. So it kind of gets their brains going in, in different ways. So yeah, so it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a nice large magazine format. Yeah. 72 yeah. pages. There's, there's a lot in there. So it's, uh, it's something I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to go check those out. Cause I, I have not gotten one of those. Yeah. And, and it's, it's got the first appearance of uh first appearance of misfits clubhouse in there. So that's even though see? this is issue one, the first appearance is in is in Frontiers one. It's kind of like Superman. You got to go get a different issue to get his first appearance. It, it's a scout um, thing, you know, because yeah. usually with every new series that they regular series that they release, the first appearance isn't in issue one. It's in the ash can that predated two months back with like an eight page mini story. Yep. Well, yeah, yeah we have the four page story. It's called I Don't Want Any Asparagus. That is in uh, that is in Frontiers one and. Uh, you know that was that was a fun story. That's where it all started, and everything kind of branches off from that uh, that silliness that's in that story. And uh, we packed a ton into that into that the little four pages. But like I said, the uh, the response was was so good from it. Uh, we were able to debut it at Awesome Con in DC, and then some of the other shows we've done. The response has been such that we're like, yep, we got to get these kids a, a full issue, and uh, and then go from there. Nice. So uh, just going to take a quick look at the tiers. Uh, uh, Six dollars or more, uh, you can get the uh, the PDF, or as uh, everybody has been calling PDFs, the Australian variant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the truth? <laughs> Man, it's like well, we're allowing mail to go in, but it will cost you seventy two fifty to get to send oh one gosh, book there. I'm like, and it nope. just keeps going up. It's yeah, crazy. it's like you're getting digital. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're surprisingly though we do have some Aussies that just they they I guess they're used to it you know and so they will pay it so hey you know 
But yeah, yeah. If, I, if I was them, I definitely do not blame any foreign customer for wanting to get just the PDF and not pay the outrageous uh, shipping prices that are going on. Oh, right I know. Now. I, there's there's, there's some people that are adamant. They're like, I don't read digital books. Shipping $70. Oh, man, I'm going to have to start reading <laughs> digital books. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm going to start getting into digital. Yep. <laughs> I, I I get that all the time because because I get releases from you know from Scout and, and other pub, pub publishers to uh, to like review and uh, you know PR and everything. So yeah, uh, you know I'm used to it. And, and to me, I'm like, do I really like reading digital? Not so much, but yeah. you know the price is right. So yeah, I like not being broke. Yeah. I, oh God, if only I knew that feeling. Uh, so we've got the we've got the, the main cover, cover A, for uh, ten dollars or more, and that's the Alien Guard cover. Yep, that's the one that has the uh, the the alien in the pinball, the pinball mm -hmm. police car or Alien oh, Guard yeah, yeah. car, whatever. And fifteen dollars or more will get you cover B. Cover yes. B is the From uh, Time Wolf. Yep. So that that's going to be a limited edition cover there. And $15 for cover C, which is, the, is flying, the flying wagon from... That's right. The To the Moon. And there's nobody named Alice in here with a To the Moon cover. <laughs> there could be. And, and cover D. Cover D? Yep, cover D is the, the uh, secret cover that we have unveiled. That is the uh, down the drain cover, and mm -hmm. then the next the next four tiers after that are the same ones that we just saw. Are that one there, Jake? Be a pal. You can get two copies of it: one for you, one for a friend, or one for you, one for your kid. Um, but then we've also got variations where you've got those same four covers with the physical copy of um, of Frontiers. We have the, the oh, ones cool. that we got that we got from the uh, the label. So we're allowed to put those into this campaign. Um, so we have those that you can get a cover plus uh, Frontiers as well. Oh, that's very cool. So here's your chance to get the first appearance of the Misfits Clubhouse exactly. plus yeah. issue one. Yeah. That's right. Yep. That's exactly right. Get you some. And then there's Partake in All. So that's yeah, the tier. Know, we still want to be able to order or, or offer, you know, there are other titles. We've got them in PDF form or physical form, whichever you desire. But, um, you know, if you're new, if you've never uh, seen what we do and you say, yeah, I really like Misfits Clubhouse, but I want to hear more about this uh, steampunk title and this not in this medieval title. Well, we've got we've got tears for you for that. Thirty five dollars for everything in, a, in PDF form. Which that's is actually it's actually probably a better deal than what we had on the last campaign because we feel like when you've got more things stacking up you have to give people a little bit better deal than what was the last time because the, if you charge the the cover price basically what you would normally charge for those things you know it just if you price yourself out of the market you have to keep on you know giving people a better deal and a better deal to try and uh, entice them to want to 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 do that yeah and uh 46 dollars or more partake in all pdf in mp3 Oh, so the aha, yes. The the al the album digitally. Uh forty-nine dollars or more. Uh you can get all four of the Misfits covers 
including the one that uh, you haven't seen yet, but it's a mystery and it's something that they are excited about. So, you know, as, as soon as you said the name of it, I'm, I'm envisioning something that I won't say, but <laughs> oh, I don't think it's it, but it. I'm thinking probably not. <laughs> no. uh, all the Misfits, A, B, C, and D, plus the Frontiers. So all four covers plus the first appearance in Frontiers. Uh, all, all Misfits, Frontiers, and Stickers. Yeah, stickers. $79 or more, all the Misfits, Frontiers, and Socks. Because, hey, it's winter. Keep your fit warm. That, that's exactly right. I mean, even though uh, a lot of our shows are in Florida uh, and California, hey, it, it gets chilly in California. You're still going to want socks. Florida, not so much, but. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I have family down in Florida. And once in a while, they'll complain, my God, it's so cold out. What's the temperature? 65. I need a coat. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm a, I, I know better than to complain about cold to uh, somebody up north like you. <laughs> uh, $87, uh, all four covers, Frontiers, stickers, and socks. Yes. Uh, $119 is the bookworm pack. So that'll get you. Um, all the covers. All the covers, yes. The PDF, Scoop Frontiers yep. 1. Uh, all applicable physical stretch goals, digital stretch goals. Ears of Isildur, 268 pages. Nightmare Scenario, Special Ed Comic, uh, Tales from Nocturnia, Complete Legendary Saga. I'm reading that one now. Uh, get recognized on the thank you list. I always try to recognize myself on the thank you list. It's the first thing I look through. Where's my name? <laughs> and then I can't find my name and realize, oh, they put in the podcast name. Oh, even better. Yes. Yes, of course. The bookworm, bookworm and audio file. Audio file, yes. So much stuff. Well, so you, you guys always... Use with that one. And then, of course, we have our Drama and Tears, which we are known for and do. And... Um, yeah, this campaign's no exception. And I, I, I we always make the draw me in options fun because nobody wants to say oh, draw me in is something very, very serious. And, and, you know, it's, it's a comic. People want to say they're in a comic and um, this will be no exception. We're, we're going to, we'll, we promise that it will be something very fun and um, cool for, for, for anybody that does it to show off to somebody and say, Hey, look, I'm in a comic. And this, let me one. tell you, we I just did a uh, steampunk show um, this past weekend. It's a, a crowd that we um, we are well known in, mm -hmm. and had some people come up to the table, and they were like, "Hey, so do you have that issue that Thurl's in?" Our friend Thurl Hup, and they yeah. were talking about an issue that was made three years ago. We released it on Thanksgiving three years ago, and that's how impactful it is when people have been drawn in. That there's people coming up to the table. Hey, Thurl's my friend. Do you still have that thing from three years oh, ago? Oh, it's funny. Yeah. I mean, he I mean, he got so many copies to give to his family just to show off because how many people can say they were in a comic, you know? And so it's it's your opportunity. You've always wanted to be a comic character. Now you're not gonna necessarily be, you know, Superman, you know, with a cape, you know, flying through the air, but you're gonna be a comic character. And not everyone gets to say that in their lifetime. So 
you know. Hey, so look at that comment that uh, that uh, William put up there. Acapad said, I follow stuff on Facebook and I had no idea she was involved in a book. It looks super fun. Well, it man, is super fun. <laughs> yeah, she's not, she's involved in this book and she's involved in a medieval book and she's involved in a steampunk book and she's involved in a death metal album. Boom. Steph is involved. She's got her, her, her tentacles everywhere. I, I, I like to stay busy, but I don't have tentacles. I'm, I'm sorry to disappoint no. everyone out there that just, <laughs> this is an all ages comic. Opposed, <laughs> opposed to uh, popular spectators, uh, uh, she is a marathon runner, uh, not the second coming of Cthulhu. That's right. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, 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 well, we don't want to get my secret out and tell everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so the, this first uh, Draw Me Into Mitzvahs tier is uh, 229 with more stuff than you can shake a stick at. Uh, there are still four spots out of the six available. So yep, and we had one. Yeah, yes. we had one other taken. So basically, three out of the seven spots were almost at half there. Oh, nice. Yeah, and then after that, the last two tiers. We always tell people when you do a campaign, you have to make sure that you put every single thing that you can possibly get into a single tier into that campaign, mm -hmm. because you could have somebody. You could be a publisher. And they may just have happened upon you for the first time. And you may have 25 titles out there and they want to get everything, make it easy for them to be able to pick it up. And you never know. You could have someone picks up one of those gigantic, gigantic packs. We've got all the different variant covers that we've ever done for heirs of a sealed door. Um, all the different variant covers we did for tales from Nocturnia, which is like, I think somewhere in the 39, 40, 42 different covers that we still yeah. have some in our stock. Yeah. You know, somebody may want to get them. You got to make sure we have those tiers out there for them. People can't buy it if you don't give it as an option. And we actually have had people that have both, both with Kickstarter and at the booth at shows who have said, I, I like you guys. I want everything. So we're definitely not going to say no to that. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's, that's a bit of advice we, we give to anybody that's running a, a Kickstarter campaign is as offer up your your the stuff that you've done before for somebody because if they're there looking at your campaign they like what you do chances are they're going to like all the other things you do too but they can't experience those if you don't give them the option to get them yeah uh there, there there's one thing that is never in short supply on one of your campaigns and that is uh the amount of tears <laughs> well and, yeah. <laughs> and if, if you don't see a tear for everything you want you can DM either Steph yes, or Matt. You and can actually within within an hour they will they will DM you back and be like, okay, we've named it it's this. Up there. It's, up, it's up there now. <laughs> that literally happened with the last campaign. We had somebody that asked for something, and uh, Matt said, "You know what? We actually don't have that as a tier," which was crazy because I don't know. We had thirty something tiers. It was insane. And um, so he went up and created it because if one person wants it, then maybe somebody else does. Um, but, you know, there's also add-ons. So if you see a tier that you're interested in, but there's one or two other things that you want, there is the add-on option. But you can always message us. Um, we're happy to answer questions or help you out. If there's something that you are confused about or you see that's not quite exactly what you wanted, just send us a DM or message us and we'll, we'll help you out. We'll, make, we'll, we'll hook you up. We want to make sure that everybody has everything they want. Yeah, I got the, I got both the trades, the new book, and then I went to add-ons because so I had to have another challenge coin. So I got yes. the so I got the challenge coin, uh, which by the way that 
that socket makes a perfect place to hide my glow in the dark guitar pick. Uh, That's right. And, oh, yeah. And, yes. and uh, yeah. follow me for more tips on collecting. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I was like, cool. And, and now, like, one of the things I ask for, like, every campaign that I'm interested in is, like, uh, do you guys have a challenge coin? Well, yeah, and it, it's. Like, yeah. I actually really love challenge coins now that we've done them, and we we do have a lot of people that come up to the booth that that specifically collect them. I didn't know that that was a, a thing that people collect, but uh, we we've had people that have come up and specifically just said that's what I want because I collect them and I get every single one of them. A lot of uh, ex-military people collect them, which makes mm -hmm. sense, of course. Matt is a soccer ref, and uh, that is the coin that he uses for. The uh, coin toss, the toss. I will tell you though, those coins as you as you just showed, those coins are heavy. They are heavy duty coins. Mm -hmm. Those things are not good to have in a, in a in your shorts when you're running up and down the soccer field because they keep on pulling your shorts <laughs> down because they're so heavy. But you know what? It's a good problem to have. But um, they're definitely not going to be the end of challenge coins for us. We we do have some some yeah. ideas about challenge coins that we may do yes. in the future. But I uh, just haven't pulled the trigger on it yet. But it's definitely something that is uh, has been discussed on multiple levels so we'll see what happens with those in the future well i've got i've got your challenge coin i've got uh brian polito's challenge coin for uh yep. the yep, 25th uh yep. i've got uh not in yet but a, a recent campaign that i backed was uh mavericks which is a uh a mech like kind of like a mech warrior oh, yeah uh book off indiegogo they were on indiegogo and uh and kickstarter and they have a challenge coin. And I thought yours was loud when it dropped and hit the table. <laughs> there, there, there's, I'm, I'm challenging you to now make a bigger challenge coin because <laughs> their challenge coin, I think, might weigh a little bit more. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Wait, hey, we're making challenge coins, not challenge plates, okay? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Not challenge discus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no. I don't, I don't need anything that I could throw. Well, I can throw those, but then I'd have to go looking for them. You know, if it's true, if true. it's yes. if it's too big, I might be tempted. <laughs> but this is uh, so yeah, yeah. Those are those are all the tiers that are available. Like we said, if you uh, have questions, if you need help with anything, let us know. Uh, campaign is a little bit shorter, just slightly shorter than than uh, some of the other ones that we've done. Eighteen days to go, November seventh is our last day and we're almost they're almost at goal a little over five hundred dollars to go and you know how we are with with us getting to that that minimum funding level is where the fun starts um mm -hmm. the last campaign we had we uh had michael Sildor, the main character had his top hat and instead of having a graph to show you where we were going with the stretch goals we just made his top hat continue to grow and continue to grow and continue to grow and and uh, we always try to make sure that those that get in early, um, that there's going to be benefits for that. Um, the Right now, I think there's a, only about five left uh, for physical backers that get in. Um, in the first 40 physical backers, there's a the Misfits Clubhouse um, die cut Ooh. version of their of their wagon. In their wagon. <laughs> yep. So the first 40 oh. get one of those added into their pack for free. Um, and I think, nice. like I said, I think we only have like five left of those, but then once we get past that, uh, that initial funding goal level, um, we always find ways to be able to add stuff back in. I know, uh, William, you've done some other, uh, campaigns with us. 
You've seen there's trading cards that we've done and other things that we do, other incentives that we do so that that way you're like, hey, man, even if I just got a, a the entry-level single issue, that there's a lot of other things that I could get added into my pack. You got the uh, glow-in-the-dark um, guitar, guitar pick. pick in the last one. You know, Some, some gonna, very shiny, pretty cards. Yeah, probably not yes. going to be as out of control and as insane as uh, what we've done in other, in other campaigns because this is a more simple, more straightforward campaign. But we definitely have got some um, some ideas for the things that are going to happen to stretch goals. But we the way that we always roll is we don't talk about what the stretch goals are going to be until we get there, and then once we get there, we'll talk about what the uh, what the the you get at that first tier, and then where the next tier is after that. But we don't like to start putting out, hey, here's what all these things are going to be, because I feel like then you're kind of putting the cart before the cart horse, before the horse, or the mm. wagon before the sloth, the dump. Ching. <laughs> we promise that they'll be good. It'll be good stuff, though. We just gotta. We're we're trying to get. I think get it would be easier to throw the wagon it. before the sloth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the yeah. way, I don't know if you. I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, Slothy has been back here hanging Slothy's out. Slothy's hanging uh, out there. Yeah. He's hanging out in his, in his, his now. He's hanging out in his. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I saw your poster with him. Like, Slothy oh. is well traveled. You know, he went to DC with us. Um, he went to uh, Matt did a steampunk show in Mount Dora, Florida last weekend. Slothy was there, so Slothy gets around. He's been at a few shows with us now. Yeah, he, he actually went down to uh, we did PalmCon in uh, West Palm Beach. Yeah, he's, he's been down, down to South Florida. He traveled so. down to PalmCon with us. So, how Slothy will travel? And I, I don't know if you saw this, but he definitely has got some custom goggles on too. So yeah. our, guys, our guys over at GB Leatherworks, uh, our leather all of our leather work. this is actually a top hat that they made as well. Yes. But uh, they have little sloth-sized goggles. So, uh, you know, we thought that was kind of cool. They let us borrow those things or let, let Slothy basically have those after we did the show this weekend. And so we need to give them a shout out because that's their leather work. So if you ever need cool, cool custom leather work, let us know and we can. Uh, those are the guys. Yes, that's we right. can get you in touch with them. It's, it's, the, uh, it's the, I know a guy. I got a we guy for this. I got a guy for that. Really, yeah. We've had a lot of awesome vendors who've done some great stuff for us. So we've got woodworkers, leather workers, you know, we do it all. I know somebody that's got, got a guy for the patches. I know somebody else. Yeah. I know somebody else that's got the, uh, the, the metal, the, the, the metal prints. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We, that, we try to have our hands in as many pots oh, yeah. uh, as far as merch goes as possible. So we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll you, you, guys you guys switch it up all the time. So try, yeah. Well, well we, we did try. this and this last time, so let's yeah. try this and this because it's it's finding it's the different. right balance between giving people what they expect from us, which are you know the draw me ins, the kind of wild and crazy, the fun, unique, and uh, trying to think of something different so that it's not just oh there they go again with their you know they did this last time now they're doing it again and then it's not exciting. So yeah. it's finding the right balance, which we feel like we've done. That's why we've got the socks and, you know, a couple of the other uh, fun options. And we've got some, I, I really love the covers that we've done with this campaign and the artists that we worked with were a blast. Uh, so, you know, it's there, there's some collectability there for sure. Yeah. I really like the cover that Sadia did. That was, that's yes, so good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So 18 days to go. Um, we are we're we're doing the slow climb up the hill, and we're almost there. But we would appreciate any and all support that you guys could give us. Yep. And uh, if you guys are out there wondering, you're like, hey, you know what? I'm really into the uh, into the, the other stuff you guys have done, the, the dragons and the death and the killing, all that kind of stuff. Well, obviously, you're not going to see that <laughs> stuff in this in this issue. No, no. But 
everybody, no matter what level you're on, there's not one person out there that's allergic to laughing. Um, everybody likes to laugh. Everybody likes to have fun. And, uh, you know, we always say, um, you know, characters people can relate to and universes people want to escape into. And that's the same thing that the yes. misfits want to do. They create their own universes that they can escape into from time to time. And, um, you know, it's definitely not something where, you know, people hear all ages, they hear kids book and they think, you know, oh, this is going to be like Blue's Clues. Not at all. That's not what we no. do. We, we do stuff that everybody can get to do. Everybody's going to have fun with. And um, everybody's going to be able to enjoy the stories that are in there. They're just going to enjoy it in a different way than they enjoy some of the other things that we do. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I still, I still read Archie and uh, the, uh, the old Harvey tunes books in my collection, you know, pick up a Casper now and then. Exactly. And uh, you know, and uh, I can't tell you how many times I've read, uh, you know, the mighty heroes issue one. Uh, because that was the only reason I watched that cartoon was to see the Mighty Heroes. But, uh, but I digress. This <laughs> is this is, quote unquote, a funny book because it's fun. That's exactly right. It's where the term That's came right. from, and we're, yep. we're completely okay with it, that. It, term it, it, it was a it was a term that I used to get mad at my mother when I was like five years old. Yeah, nah, these are comic books. This is serious stuff. <laughs> There's nothing funny about this, and it's still serious. This, don't make fun of Batman. <laughs> and yes, and now exactly. I make fun of Batman all the time. <laughs> anyhow, uh, this is uh, this this looks very cool. Uh, we will keep spreading the word. This will go up on the on the podcast tonight, and I of course will uh, link you guys in uh, in all the posts as soon as it clears uh, as soon as it clears my Spotify. I'll, I'll link it out with the Spotify links. Yeah, good. That's, thank you. This is. Uh, this looks like a lot of fun and something uh, I hope I can get in on. And I think we hope so too. <laughs> we're so close to the end of the month. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. This will still be, I can still get this in the first. So yay. Yep. Uh, yep. We're going till November 7th. So you have time. Yep. And remember, it's just like, just like every other Kickstarter campaign where you don't, you don't get billed until the very end. Yes. So mm -hmm. you yeah, want to get in. Get yourself now, wanna... You won't get charged. Oh, so I can, that's right. You want to get I've been, a, I've been buying off, I've been buying so much of uh so much from Indiegogo that Indiegogo, I'm used to, yeah. I'm, yep. I'm used to losing my money right away. Exactly. You know, yeah. kind of like when I go to the casino, my money's yeah. gone, and then I can go enjoy the show. And the yeah, sooner like that said, you, you pledge, the sooner we can get to those stretch goals, and you get the early bird mm -hmm. uh, perks. So yeah, you want to get in as quick as you can, and then of course you won't get charged until the seventh. And I and I I want to get the funny thing that Matt keeps there you flashing go. up on the screen. There right. you go. <laughs> Not Matt. I don't. I don't get Matt. The just I like, say, the wow. <laughs> I, I, Sloppy. Oh, I don't know how he would ship himself from Florida. What's going on, William? It'd be a big box. He'd get out of the box and be like, "Quick, send me back. It's cold." <laughs> Too many Boston okay. sports teams up there. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, looks like it might be uh, the Red Sox and the Braves possibly in the World Series. I think so. I think so. Uh, I want to thank you guys uh, thank for coming you. on and hanging out. Yes. Um, and uh, I will be uh, reading more of the the prior mentioned uh, projects and and get get through that. And uh, we will keep sharing. I will keep sharing this out on yes, uh, on Twitter and. And Facebook and uh, and every place else. 
in between. We appreciate it very much. Uh, we appreciate everybody else's support and for uh, tuning in to see us talk about our, our new series here. Yeah, when if, if once you're once you're done pledging, feel free to go over to our website where we've uh, we're making sure to have links. Steph has been doing a lot of uh, movie reviews recently. She's had a lot of horror movie reviews and articles in that realm. Um, she just did one for Disney Channel, and she just did another one for Netflix, which was uh, through through Creepy Kingdom. And that's super awesome that she's getting this backstage access to these movies before they come out. Um, we also, if you are someone that is um, a fan of the music of Errors of the Sealdor versus Tales from Nocturnia. Uh, we're doing some articles called Lyrical Looking. We've got the first one posted for the Perilous Prospects of Shadowshaven, where we take a really deep dive into the lore behind the song. Um, and we're going to be doing those as often as we can uh, to really give a deeper dive into what's there and into the uh, the universe that's there in uh, in uh, Heirs of the Sealdor, especially leading up to the Perilous Prospects that's going to happen next year. So that, that way the people that really want to just dig as deep as they can and really understand all the little nuances uh, have an opportunity to do that. Get more behind the music. Yes. Remember when they used to do those? Behind Absolutely. the music? Yeah, behind the music. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Remember when MTV so played like music? That. Oh, <laughs> so long ago in a galaxy far, far away. Yes. So everybody go check out Misfits Clubhouse number one. Uh, get you some shenanigans and uh, and some stickers and some socks and get them up to goal so uh, they can come back and talk about stretch goals. And uh, yes, absolutely. It's, it's only $533 away from hitting goals. So 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 close it, it's only a red flyer away <laughs> <laughs> yes so thank you guys uh thanks uh william for having us on again we appreciate it giving us the opportunity to step on this platform and talk about what we do very cool uh i will talk to you guys uh very soon and that's going to wrap it up for this episode of creators outlet we'll be back tomorrow night with our special guest rich davis from cult of dracula until then, uh, peace, love, and read some comic books, would you? See ya.